through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Women as far away as Denmark and South Africa say that our Lifestyle Makeover series has shown them how to start creating the life that they want for themselves from the inside out. The Lifestyle Makeover series has changed my life. I finally get it. After years of taking care of everyone, I now know I have to take care of myself first. Reconnecting with the things that used to bring me joy, like reading and walking, has reduced my stress by 100%. I've never been happier. Tennis is a sport I used to love. I gave it up because I didn't think I had the time to play. But after watching the Lifestyle Makeover shows, I learned that going back to tennis was one of the best things I could do for myself. Now not only am I back on the court, but my family has joined me too. I'm feeling more in shape than ever before. I had a light bulb moment watching these shows. I'm learning that I have to take care of myself and change from within. It's been very empowering. I'm doing projects around the house, just took my first vacation in years, and have already lost 10 pounds. I feel great. The Lifestyle Makeover shows have been life-changing for me. I'm standing up for myself, and I'm saying no. I've rediscovered my love of music and dance, and I even cleaned out my basement, which was a huge energy drain. I'm taking charge of my own life. It's truly been a miracle. The shows have been fantastic. I have my absolute yes list, and each week I do something just for me, whether it's a bubble bath, an hour of gardening, or baking homemade bread. It reminds me that I am worth it. Thank you for helping me rediscover myself and find inner peace. Well, our team of experts has been showing busy women who feel empty and overwhelmed how to begin to make over your mind and your body and your spirit one step at a time. Well, this is Marie, who we first met back in June. She's the 46-year-old mother of four who says she felt empty and exhausted all the time. Walking has strengthened her mind and her body as well as her spirit. Before the lifestyle makeover, I had not exercised in over 25 years. I did not look in mirrors. Um, I was disgusted with myself. If I did look at myself, all I saw was a blob. Um, I did not have the energy to do anything with my kids. Just going up and down the stairs in my house was very trying. I just can't even describe how good I feel about myself now and how how this has changed my life. I'm up to walking three miles a day. I haven't changed my diet. And I've actually lost six pounds and my clothes are getting baggy on me. I feel like I have the energy of a 25-year-old now and I'm almost 47. I'm less irritable, I'm less crabby, and everybody in our, my family has noticed those benefits. With the lifestyle makeover, the energy does not only last me 
you know, during the day. It also is still there at night. And so here I am elbowing my husband at night. Come on, honey. So it's it's great. It's it's wonderful. You have energy for all kinds of things now. I painted the gazebo. I planted flowers. I have two younger children at home. And now I feel much more confident about being here for them as they age. I can keep up with them now. And I like that a lot. Having gone for a walk, it refreshes me and it renews me. So I'm connected in my spirit to myself, which in turn allows me to connect to my family on a much better basis than I had previously. I can't believe that in these two short months, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, I have changed so much. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen in the next six months. Walking? Walking did all that? Surprise. I'm amazed. Yes. I did not believe that walking could increase self-esteem. And my confidence level and, and my self-image has totally changed. I mean, for goodness sake, I'm letting myself be on national TV in shorts. So. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but go ahead. That's fantastic. So something must have, something clicked here, because obviously you'd heard, you know, us saying on this show, Bob Green telling you you needed to walk. That's not the first time you heard that. No. No. Um, it was okay to do it for me. Mm -hmm. And as I did it for me, I realized how much better I felt. I really didn't buy all that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of... You just did it. You didn't buy it. Well, being part of the lifestyle makeover, mm -hmm. I was kind of forced to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have a choice anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was, I, that, was, that was great incentive for me. But the most important thing is once I started doing it, I wasn't doing it for the lifestyle makeover from the Oprah show. I was doing it for me. Wow. And the, the, we have our own group. Tracy and Jennifer and I, and we, we call ourselves the spa-less girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we email each other almost every day. And that, that has been my uh, help. And I don't think I could have gotten through it without them. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Okay, remember Tracy? We've been following uh, Tracy on her our Lifestyle Makeover shows, too. She's a mom who said that she had lost herself by hiding behind the hectic schedule of her life and constantly putting herself last. Take a look at what life was uh, like for her just three months ago. <laughs> I feel like I do everything halfway. I'm half of a good wife. I'm half of a good mother. I'm half of a good worker. And I feel like I'm nothing to myself. I'm empty on that side. The only thing I seem to feel is guilt. Yeah. I can't feel anything else. When I'm with my daughter, I'm oh. guilty that I'm yeah. not working. And when I'm working, I feel guilty because I'm not with my daughter. And then when it's late at night and my daughter's sleeping and I'm working, I feel guilty because I'm not with my husband. Well, Tracy says by learning to say no, saying no and putting herself first, which was a difficult concept at first for you, she had an emotional breakthrough, lost five pounds already this summer without even trying really hard. Really? What happened? Um, well, I was walking and walking and walking and nothing. I mean, I was walking for, you know, to have energy and for me, for my time, but I wasn't really, I wasn't hoping to necessarily lose weight, but I was getting frustrated after a while because I was walking, walking, I'm like, these pounds should be coming off at this point. But um, I just started saying no, and then they just started coming off, and it's been really great, and I'm quilting, and I'm saying no, and I'm walking, and it's been great. No, okay, so for everybody out there, because that's a big issue, you know, I talk about it a lot, saying no. How did you first start doing it, saying no? 
Um, I think having the absolute yes list is really important because yeah. it makes it easier. But because sure, if it's Richardson not on that top book, yeah. five yeah. or top four, whatever it is that you decide to make it, then it's an automatic no. So, um, Were I've you had scared some, at first? Very scared. And I've actually have said no recently, and I've had some, you know, a little bit of slack from some family members about saying no. Like who she thinks she is? Yeah, yeah. kind of. You know, because they're used to me saying yes all the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, if I, I realize, I'm like, you know, I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. I need to say no. And that's been a little hard to deal with, but I'm getting better. And, it, and the more I say no, as they say, I'm like building that no muscle. Yeah. So it's getting easier and easier and easier every day. Good. Well, thousands of you who have become a part of our Lifestyle Makeover series told us money is the number one reason you're not living your best life. Joining our Lifestyle Makeover team is money expert Susie Orman. She is the author of The Courage to Be Rich and The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom. Susie says that your physical and emotional and spiritual well-being affect your problems with money and your debt. True. So you're listening to those tapes and thinking, what? My heart's breaking. Mm -hmm. Absolutely breaking. Money has never done a thing to one of these people, yet they hate money. You have to say, I hate the they word money? They hate money. They don't want to be rich. They think money itself is what's corrupting them emotionally. That it, Money is the drain. So what they're saying when they say that, Oprah, is that they hate themselves. That they're saying they don't like who they are, because money is nothing more than the currency of life. It shows you exactly where you are at all times in your life. It's a reflection of how you feel about who you are is demonstrated in what you have or what you don't have. And that's all money is. Really? I believe that. Do you not believe well, that? Well, I do believe it, but I'm thinking about right now somebody who's looking in their wallet saying, well, I have $4. That's right. <laughs> and I can tell you, if they felt great about who they were, if they loved themselves, if they knew how to answer the question, who am I? They would be looking in that wallet and they'd go, oh, I have $400. Or at least I may have $4 in my wallet, but I have a lot more behind that somewhere. When you look and you feel horrible about what you have, it doesn't stem from what you have. It stems from you don't know who you are. Oh, you know I get that. I know that. I know I get that, but I'm trying to, uh, for a lot of people who are, who are frowning right there, the lady in red, she's, I know you're thinking, I just need to pay my bills, right? You're thinking, I know who I am, I just need to pay my bills. And that is not connecting. And her. I would say to you, you probably rush to be poor. You get paid. You rush out to spend it. Most of us rush to be poor, America. That is how it is, isn't it? But isn't it true, though? Because I'm, okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to ask the question I know you're thinking. Isn't it true that people just have obligations? Yes. They just have obligations. It's not about, as the woman said, I'm not even trying to be rich. I don't want to be rich, she said. And both of us said at the same time, and you won't be if you say you don't want to be. She said, I don't want to be rich. You just want to make ends meet. You want to just be able to be comfortable. Yes, and most of you have what it takes to make every one of your ends meet if you didn't have financial drains. If we went over, if I was able to sit with you and show you where you throw this out and where you throw that out in the effort to make yourself feel better, you think it doesn't matter. Most of you, and we're going to see in a little bit, how you can nickel and dime yourself to financial suicide, thinking $25 here doesn't matter, $30 here doesn't matter. And if you add it all up, it matters a lot. And it's the little stuff that prevents you from paying your mortgage, your rent, your car payment, the things that are a necessity, and then you blame it on money. 
Think about it logically. What can money do without you? Nothing. So if money isn't doing what you want it to do, what aren't you doing with your money that you know you should well, be doing? Well, now that is the question. That's right. And who can answer it? You can. You each have what it takes if you're willing to be honest with yourself. But the problem is most of you are living financial lies. How many of you went today knowing you were going to come to the Oprah show and you charged your outfit on a credit card that you're not going to be able to pay at the end of the month? Anybody out there? Oh. They're going, not me. I didn't get this. This orange blouse was in my closet. How many of you in this room have credit card debt and you can't pay off at the end of the month? Raise your hands. Raise them high and you tell me the truth or I'll hunt you down like the dogs that you are. <laughs> right? And have you ever told anybody how much credit card debt you have? When we can't feel proud of who we are regardless of what we have, that is the biggest energy drain. Because then we are living a life of deceit. And that deceit pokes holes in you and the money comes in and the money flows out. It's sort of like lying about your weight. I remember when I was 237, I used to always say 225 like it made a difference. You know, and the people looking at you, like that's going to make a difference. Because I thought if you rounded it off, I would feel better about myself. Sort of like that's that. That's right. Like that, yeah. And we think we're going to be judged you on what we don't have. think you're fooling somebody, yeah. So most of us, what you look and see isn't what you get. Are closed our mortgage to the credit cards or to the department stores, our cars are leased or they're financed, our rent is either one month behind, nothing is as how it seems. I love nickel and dime ourselves to financial suicide. And that is exactly what we're all doing. That bingoed with you, I saw the lady in purple. I saw a bingo moment there. This is Kelly, who has been following our Lifestyle Makeover series. Like many of you, Kelly says she is not living the life that uh, she wants because she Two is drowning in debt. That's, those are your words. Buried in bills and desperate to understand why she has so many problems with money. Here's Kelly's story. I am a single mother. My life is out of control. It bothers me. It makes me angry. I'm buried in debt. I feel like I'm drowning in my bills. There's so many. I try to make a budget almost every paycheck. I end up throwing that piece of paper away because it's not gonna work. When bills come in, they keep sending them every week. I throw them in the garbage. My credit is awful. If I attempt to apply for credit for anything, people basically laugh in my face. I've bounced at least 20 or more checks, not bills, just to order a pizza. I work for an insurance company. Part of my job is to evaluate potential fraud. A lot of the people that we interview don't have good credit. Our work looks down on them for that. And a lot of times, I think that's me. I lie to myself about who I am. I go to work and nobody at my work would know that I was in this situation. I can't be myself to people that I know. I find myself borrowing money from my mother every week. I will probably never be able to pay my parents back. I have an 11-year-old daughter. I feel like I'm teaching my daughter all the wrong things. I buy things I don't need. This is my bedroom. I should have a bed in here, but I've spent so much money on clothes, I can't afford the bed, and I sleep on the couch. I have so many clothes. I do not wear them all. I don't know why. I just keep buying them. I'll see a commercial for a lotion or a new shampoo, makeup, any face washing things. I'll buy them. 
I'll feel like I'm being the worst person when I realize that I'm out spending my money on the wrong things or that I don't have enough self-discipline to make my life work the way that it should. I snap at my daughter. Sometimes I get so stressed. I have a headache every day. I feel like I'm gonna pass out. I was an upbeat, you know, outgoing person with a good outlook on life. Now I just see a sad, angry person, a very angry person. I really don't know who I am anymore. So how have you been living? Since then? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Much better. Much better. I have a better attitude about it. I'm not afraid to pay the bills mm -hmm. or admit that I don't have money. Mm -hmm. It just made you cry a little bit there. Mm -hmm. What's that about? It's embarrassing. Mm. Well, it seems like a lot of people are in that position, so who are not telling the truth. Is that right, Susie? That is right. Guilt, shame, and anger are the internal obstacles to wealth. They will keep you from doing that which you know what you should do when it comes to money. We heard Tracy say that you have guilt when you go to work because you're thinking about your children. When you have children, you know you're home with your children, you're guilty about this. Not being with your husband. And not knowing anything else about you, I would bet you have debt as well. So it's guilt, shame, anger, fear are the internal obstacles to wealth. They keep you from being as strong. Guilt, shame, anger, fear. And that is what they are. And they are your emotions, and they rise up within you. And when you feel less than, you go out and you spend more than. That Definitely. is why you spend. So what Kelly... when you feel less than, you go out and spend more than. That's right. Mm. You are trying to fill up this empty space within you with a $20 item, a $10 pizza, whatever it is, fill me up, fill me up, because I don't know, you know, fill me up, buttercup, baby. But it's, it's, <laughs> and that's what we're trying to do. That's why we all related to that song when it came out way back then, and don't tell me you're not young enough or old enough to get that, but we were empty. So what do we do? We go out and fill ourselves up with the things that we can buy. What Kelly has now learned is the essential law of money. People first, then money, then things. That is an essential law to turning your life around. People first, Kelly's got to come first. Then money, then things. Money is not just a bridge for you to take yourself and present yourself to the things that you're going to buy to give it back to people. Money is an object in itself that all of you should desire to accumulate. Well, when Susie went into Kelly's bedroom, she uncovered the truth behind Kelly's money problems. So this is my room. I see. And it's a mess. Didn't you just tell me that you moved from an apartment that you threw out four or five bags worth of stuff that you don't use? Yes. So we still have many more things here that you don't use. How much do you think is in here, for instance? $100, $200. So how much is this? $30. 30 20. 50 altogether. Altogether, you probably have another $1,000 here. Kelly, do you realize what you already threw out and what's here is close to two to three full paychecks of what you bring home every single month? It's unbelievable. When I see somebody doing this, what I see is they're throwing a financial temper tantrum. What do you think money means? I don't like it. What is your greatest fear in life today when it comes to money? When it comes to money? that I won't have any. You don't have any. I know. So why are you afraid of that? What's your greatest fear? That my daughter won't get what she needs. Do you think this gives her what she needs? No. So is your fear 
truthfully that unless you buy something for somebody else, nobody's going to love you, Kelly. Yes. I need to do these things to build myself up. I feel good when I'm out there buying these things. What are you crying out for? Just to know that I have self-worth, that I have meaning here. Was that a bingo moment for you? Light bulb yeah, moment? Definitely. Yeah. In what way? Can you share that with us? I just felt that if I would didn't provide my daughter with things that everyone else had at school or that anything that I wanted. I just wanted to feel that I could buy those things like everyone else could that I knew. Mm -hmm. Where did this come from, this idea that if we just could buy our way into happiness? It comes from generation to generation. It is passed down. Normally, what happens in a situation like this is that Kelly's mother passed the exact same message down to Kelly. And probably Kelly's mother had the same message passed down to her. Yes, but isn't there a whole generation of parents who feel like, well, I, some people feel this way, I know. I didn't have, so my children should be able to have yes. what I didn't have. And so if they have more toys, if they have, you know, whatever the latest clothes are, their friends do. If they don't, then their friends are going to think they're not as good. With the onset, truthfully, of the Internet, and more communication, and us seeing more things, we're, we're all seeing what's possible. Right. And what we're doing is we want to live like that. We deserve to live like that. We work hard for what we're doing, so we think we're entitled. We are an entitlement society right now. Correct. And that entitlement is getting us into a situation that what we're losing is our own self-worth. Because gotcha. we will go for those things at any cost. At any cost, I'm going to get my daughter this. At any cost, I'm going to get... Because my daughter should be able to have that's this. That's right. right. Yeah. But what we have forgotten with this entitlement is we're giving them things, but we're not giving them ourselves. We have lost ourselves through the things that we are giving to one another. And Bingo that's moment. what's going on here. Definitely. Even Richard got that. <laughs> Didn't need a hammer for that one, did you, Richard? <laughs> Susie says Kelly has to change her intention. What do you mean by that? Up until this point, Kelly has been living a lie. And she knows she's been living a lie. Did There's you know it before Susie no. told you? I mean, in a way I did, but I didn't want to accept it. So you were in denial about I, the yes. lie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. At this point, Kelly now is no longer in denial of a lie. She's telling all of America, right. I'm a liar. <laughs> Say it. I'm a liar. <laughs> and we're thrilled at that. Nothing wrong with it. And I'm in debt. That's right. Mm -hmm. And what else are you about yourself? Proud of myself. That's the bingo. Bingo. But that's where the switch is. It has been her intention up until this point to live a life of shame, whether it's an unconscious intention or not. She was living a lie, a life of shame, a life of guilt. Now it is her conscious intention that she is going to be proud of herself and she's going to be living an honest life. That's where it starts. So, Susie, do you recommend that other, anybody else who sees themselves to any degree in Kelly, you go through your house, your things, and do that, that kind of purging, looking at the things that you don't use, you yes. don't really need. It is essential. And, and evaluating what that costs. That you, you have to understand where you have wasted money. Where the money went. To understand the value of money. 
And then you can't cry when you go, I don't have money to pay the bills when you see $2,000 of clothes thrown yeah. on the floor yes. or 10 things of lotion in all of your bathrooms that you never use. Or ladies, how many lipsticks do you need? Can you just tell me that? <laughs> or the jewelry that you just have to have that you wore once that you'll never wear again. And what is that? That is your down payment for homes over a period of time to buy cars outright rather than finance them. But yet, again, it goes back to nickel and diming ourselves, to not having the life you want. And then you all sit there and think you're victims. You're not victims. You are all strong, capable human beings that can have anything you want if you had the belief in who you are. It starts with that lack of belief. Kelly didn't have belief in who she is and who she was. That's why she created the situation. The mere fact that yeah. Kelly can sit here and say, I am proud, you have no idea what a step that is for this woman. It is extraordinary. It is. So you're saying you go through your house and all of a sudden this miracle happens. Did yeah. you see yourself differently? I did. When she picked up a pile of clothes and counted, asked me, how much did that cost you? And when it started adding up, I could have paid my rent with a pile of clothes I do not wear. Mm -hmm. Ever. And then we went through Kelly's closet and we counted how many hangers, Kelly? 130. How many pairs of shoes that you don't wear? Probably 50. <laughs> pairs that she doesn't wear. And how many of the hangers of those 130 that we counted do you wear? About 10 to 15. Okay, so how do you apply this to everyone else? So you have to look at your own financial situations and get honest. How much do you really spend per month? One of the exercises that we did with Kelly is I asked her how much does it cost for her to live each month? She told me $1,800 a month. When we sat down with her bills and everything, it cost her $2,800 per month. All of you, and I will bet you any amount of money that it costs you at least $500 to $1,000 more per month to actually live month in and month out than you think it does. So you have got to get honest with yourself. And if we all started to be honest with ourselves and say, I can't, I don't want to, it's not time right now for me to spend this money, we would all be helping one another rather than continue to help each other commit financial suicide. Wow. Danielle Mondol was miserable and nearly broke when she decided to show her gratitude for the things she did have by giving to other people. It was a decision that also brought more money into her life and helped her discover the best part of herself. 18 months ago, we were struggling, living paycheck to paycheck. Money almost kept us in bondage all the time. It was like a prison, really. When things were at their worst, we had a combined debt, actually including our mortgage, of about $270,000. I was watching TV one day, and here was Susie Orman talking about her philosophies. I heard Susie say that you must have an open hand, you must be willing to give, to receive, and it was actually spiritual. It stopped me dead in my tracks. I hadn't heard anyone speak this way before. At first I thought, I, I can't afford this. Where am I going to get money to give to someone else when I can hardly pay our own bills? I started off with a local charity that was close to my heart. And that was the first check I wrote every single month, an amount I felt I could afford at the time. And that was only $25 a month. And it felt really good. It really changed my attitude. I felt like I could look people in the eye again. It released some of the burden I was feeling and some of the guilt. I think definitely what, what you send out definitely comes back to you. If you're willing to share your money from the heart, 
I think that money might just come your way. Slowly some things did start happening. Sometimes it was a refund from a dental visit where we had overpaid. Eventually it was a tax return that just blew us out of the water. It was a huge number that we never expected. Uh, we had gift money come to us. We had uh, other refunds and little things just trickle in over the period of a year. I knew that once I made that first commitment to give from the heart, that I could also start giving to myself. And I started putting a small amount into each one of my children's savings account on a monthly basis. And I started putting some money into a money market account. Once I gained control of my financial life, I realized that I had control over other areas of my life. For example, I've lost 15 pounds in the last six months. My life is really different now. I'm financially free. Uh, it's nice to be at zero and only have a mortgage. There's no other bills that we owe. No credit cards, no equity line, no personal loans. I really do feel like I have enough now. Everything we have, we can say this is enough. I think if you have a generous spirit, that good things will come your way. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. I want to say thank you to Susie Orman. Her books are Nine Steps to Financial Freedom. That was the first one. Was that the first one? That's the one we talked that's the about. second so one, but that's okay, fine. Okay, okay, okay. No that's the big, big kahuna one. And then the next kahuna one is uh, the courage to be rich. But we talked about nine steps for like a year on the show. Nine steps to financial freedom. I'm just telling you to get buy them in order. Nine steps to financial freedom, courage to be rich. Thank you to all of my guests for the courage to stand here on national television and say that you're proud of yourself that you are in debt. Bye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening.